So my good friend Andy Kurtz and I decided to do a packaging design podcast. Now it's different than other packaging podcasts that you hear because it's not specifically focused on the box it comes in, but all aspects and nuances of the packaging. We will discuss in every way that we can think of that best describes our experience with it, what we think is working or where things could have been improved. We will also talk about what is involved with owning a small firm and running the everyday ins and outs. And to let you in on a little secret, we really love what we fucking do. Kirk Faisola is the founder and creative director of Mind the Font, a full-service CPG branding and packaging design agency. And Andy Kurtz is the founder and creative director of Buttermilk Creative, an agency that focuses on packaging and branding design for the specialty food and beverage space. Together, we are Kirk and Kurtz. This is the Kirk and Kurtz Packaging Design Podcast. Kirk and Kurtz number 15, Design Explaining, Part 1. I'm Kirk Vaisola. I'm the founder and creative director of Mind the Font, and I'm here with my good friend. Andy Kurtz, founder and creative director of Buttermilk Creative. And this is the Kirk and Kurtz Packaging Design Podcast. <laughs> I keep forgetting to put that in in our in the do it in post, but good to see you, man. Um, how are you doing? I'm I'm good, just sort of scattered and I don't know about you, but a lot of our clients um, just remembered that there is a, a particular, um, just a small trade show happening uh, in Anaheim, and <laughs> they need all this stuff. Oh, and are you talking? Are you talking about? Um, was it Expa? Expa West? Westbo X. Oh, that's yes, yes, yeah, man. Uh, that's that's going to be pretty crazy. And and we yeah. were talking about this before we started recording, but. I still am not very key on going to any live events of that size right now. Um, yeah. You know, and you mentioned the first day they're going to be pretty strict about masks and looking at masks. The second day, people are going to be sick of having to pull down their masks to open their phones to take samples. If they're doing samples, I don't even know if they're doing samples. But then by, by the third day, it's just going to be chaos. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I mean, I when I went to Expo East, it was so much more spaced out and in a good way not i mean it had a good attendance but you never felt like you were on top of people um i'm just i'm i'm overlaying and i know you've been to expo west as well and i'm overlaying my past experiences at expo with pandemic uh anxiety and i just can't i just can't imagine how it's going to all come together yeah um but I mean, you know, the the fancy food show, the winter fancy food show just happened in Las Vegas. It looked really great and people had really great feedback. I hadn't really heard any horror stories from there. Yeah. Um, it's been over five days. So anyone, if it was a super spreader event, I'm sure it would have been reported or something. But awesome. um, yeah. But you know, I don't I don't know. Like um, yeah, I'm actually going to at the beginning of March. They, in here in North Carolina, there's um, something called Flavors of the Carolinas, Ooh. and it's a it's a statewide um, food show, and so I'm gonna actually sort of you know go check that out and see how that goes, and I don't know we might do some kind of funky podcast content from there. Who knows? Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. I am I am dabbling in these events, just not on that scale. Right. <laughs> 
Yeah, dude, and that, that's the thing. The scale of it is kind of a bit. But I might go down there to see Brandon. Yeah. And, uh, see the folks in town or, you know, potentially climb. Yeah, I, I can I can go the five hours since he's flying from Colorado or whatever. It's about a five-hour yeah. drive or six-hour drive for me. So it's not yeah. not too crazy. But anyway, yeah. this is a packaging design podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And one of the questions and one of the things that we get asked all the time is, where do I begin? when it comes to mm. packaging. And we didn't think about this because it's almost second nature to us when we're working on things. We expect certain things to be given to us by the client in order for us to get started or at least know where the client is before we try to get started or try to help. And I, I have some steps here and I kind of went over them with Andy and I want to make sure that they're good, but um, we're just going to walk you guys quickly through what it takes to actually get ready to launch a brand. Andy, yeah. what do you want to add? Yeah, no, essentially what we would like to, you know, you could spend a long time on this, but, you know, just briefly go over is if you're going to work with an, a legit packaging design studio, these are the questions they're going to ask or the deliverables that they're going to need from you to get started on their project. And, um, and so hopefully it'll give folks some guidelines and a place to start um, when they get on this journey. Yeah, man. Um, so I, I had gone through something and did something for BevNet for their boot camp, quote unquote boot camp. Yeah. And they wanted me to speak on something. I said, well, I'll speak on how to do design. They gave me 30 minutes and only took 12 because I'm not a big um, aggrandizer or or a loquacious or verbose person. So if I want to explain something, I just say it instead of spending like two hours trying to explain it. And um, oftentimes people- Yeah. Weaving the tail. <laughs> yes. Oftentimes people come to, a, to us and they say, okay, here's the name of my brand and the name is, is Chex Mix. Uh, I want you to go for it with it. Okay, well, what, are you, what are you making? Well, we're making all natural snacks and foods. So, okay, you have a product, that's great, but the name itself probably won't work. So something that you guys need to think about when going into this is product and name. Those can be one and two or one or two, um, because if you have a name, you need to go to the trademark and you need to make sure that you own the name. And I've seen so many brands go down the line of having their product and having everything done and doing all the design work. And then they get a cease and desist from somebody else who has already had the name established and they don't have it yeah. trademarked. So That's I think exactly. for one of the biggest things you need to do is, is have your name and have a product. Yep. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Like that groundwork and, and we won't spend too much time on this because it's, it's, um, it's, it's more branding and um, sort of, uh, foundational strategy type of stuff, but yeah, your name, make sure it's, it's safe and secure. And, um, and then, you know, make sure you have all those, all the positioning and all that stuff in place, because right. all that stuff is going to inform what specifically around packaging, um, you know, like things like what format you're going to go into. That's where, that's where we sort of if people haven't gone down that road yet, that's what we start telling them to look at is what's what's the format you're gonna go into. 
and we have we have a guest speaker here, I, my daughter I, Ryan, so, who's looking at baby Grogu. So I, uh, I yeah. Quick side note: I am a Star Wars nerd, and I have little toys that my daughter gave me of Grogu. Here's a bigger one, little Grogu. She she keeps calling it baby. Baby, that's um, perfect. But, baby, baby, yeah. that's what they call him, baby Yoda. But it's not baby Yoda. We're not going to get into that. You're absolutely right, Andy. And also, too, if you guys are making guys, gals, whatever, guys is a general term that I always use and I probably have to break. You cannot go into mass production by going out of your kitchen. Um, yeah. You need to find a good co-pack and co-man. And what that is is a, is a company that specializes in making products and knowing how to package them and knowing exactly what's needed and necessary in order to A, make themselves shelf-stable if you have a shelf-stable product, or B, um, knowing that it won't go bad in the fridge. And there's tons of people that do that really well. Like I was saying, Brandon. Brandon works for Whole Brain Consulting, and that's what they do. And that dude's a mad scientist, literally, when it comes to that stuff. He's super knowledgeable. So your product and your name need to be stellar. Now, having a name is great, but then most people want to hear want a feel-good story they want a story that stands out and something that's memorable and something that tugs in your heartstrings something that's empathetic because nobody's going to be settling for for any type of bs when it comes to their their product they know when you're faking it so yeah. you really need to develop a strong brand strategy um, in order to move your product forward um, the brand strategy needs to say not only what your mission is but also build the foundation on where all the principles of which you're going through and all the different aspects of the product are able to shine, able to come forward and make sense to the consumer and be heartfelt to the consumer. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's what I was I, thinking. Absolutely. Yeah. Like all that stuff, like I said, it all informs everything moving forward. So if you're skimping on that, you're likely going to skimp or you're, you're, it's going to look like you skimped on it moving yes. forward. And it's, and it's worthwhile spending time on developing your positioning, understanding your target audience, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and to piggyback on your command, Copac, Copacker um, comment, they will also help you identify the format. So they have certain <coughs> machinery and you know the lines that they run and all that kind of stuff. And they can help you figure out do I go, what kind of jar do I use this or that, you know? And so you don't, um, you're not necessarily going in it alone, but it also is good to be aware of what else is out there on the marketplace and what your competitors are doing. Because if for instance, like I talked to a lady today who makes cheese straws and she's in a stand-up pouch bag and, and she was like, what do I need to do to, you know, sort of figure out what other packaging is out there once I start, you know, producing at scale and i said well um there's no way to anticipate that because you don't have a command yet but also look at what other people are doing some people put cheese straws you probably don't even know what a cheese straw is this southern thing um but they're they're like little snacks of um of like crusty cheese uh, like baked cheese they're really good they're like ro rotel like those chocolate straws like but they're made of cheese yes. right yeah but they're not rolled um they're they're more like they've been like spread right. out with like a spritz machine yeah and then baked yeah yeah uh, or fried um okay but yeah but but they're they're basically delicate little really long crackers sticks mm -hmm. and so she was putting them in this bag 
and with a window and you could see them breaking up. So she knew that she needed to go into a different format. She just didn't know what. And I said, well, a lot of people, there's a reason why a lot of snack brands are in cartons and boxes, bags in a carton, um, because that protects them. And so that might be something that you will explore when you go, when you work with your coming But, you know, you don't necessarily want to be limited by the things that they present to you. So there might be other options out there. It's just best to be informed around your packaging formats um, when you start to get larger and produce at scale and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely, man. That's so important. We call that hiding the sins. Um, <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> when you ship something, especially if it's chips or whatever, and you or crackers and it goes through shipping, it goes through all the processes. When that stuff gets on shelf, and I'm thinking of of brands out there, there's one called it's like handmade tortilla chips, and I don't know the actual brand, but they're on shelf, and it's just a label, a sticker, and then a clear bag, and yeah, you can just, just everything's crumbled to the bottom, and it's just like they're really good chips too. So I buy them, but if I hadn't bought them before, I'd be like, oh wow, this doesn't look very good. So, yeah. so parents is is really important in regards to what you're doing, but also having a good co-pack and co-man. And also if other people are doing it on the shelf, see who is doing it. That's very successful on yeah. the shelf and see how they're doing. It. And there's a reason as to why they do it a certain way. It's yeah. nice to try to do something different, but also keep in mind that certain things, there's a way that you do them because of, of like Andy was saying, shelf life and also um, appearance. So this I think about, but so after you've had the brand strategy, you need to work on the actual brand. And that's where all the play comes in for me. Like I love working on the brand aspect of things, especially after having a good brand strategy. And usually when you're working on a brand, you have different categories, themes, buckets that people choose and you go down certain avenues and you present different ideas to the person. And I personally like to work on the brand before I touch the packaging, just because um, I want to be able to have a strong presence or strong brand and then be able to actually move off that brand and then go into different directions with the packaging. There are some people who work on them, you know, parallel, um, but everybody has their own, own way to do it. But just working on the brand itself is so important to really reemphasize and paint that picture for your, your product and the brand from the brand strategy. The stronger the brand strategy and, and vision, the stronger the brand will be. And the, the great thing about doing that as the packaging designer is that you now have this very intimate knowledge of the, um, of the brand. And you're not yes. just reading up some brand style guide or brand guide or whatever. Yes. Um, so yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, good point to make. What about when, okay, so folks have, you know, pulled together their, they know what, what kind of format they've nailed down their, their brand, their, their, their mission, their strategy, all that kind of stuff. They know exactly what, um, format they're going in. Uh, and now they're ready to, um, to engage with us. But the first thing we're going to ask is, okay, send over your technical content your information panel content. Um, so what do we mean by that? You asking me or rhetorically yeah. you want me to answer that? Uh, well, you so, know, no, I'm asking you. I'm, yeah. <laughs> so 
So what Andy is referring to is all the stuff that goes on the box, whether it's the name, the brand, what you want it to say, the flavor, um, the nutritional facts. The nutritional panel is very important because it, we've talked about this before, and it has to be on a, um, in a certain spot on the package that you're doing. Uh, if there's a history or a story, everything that you can think of that you want to go onto the package needs to be given to us up front. Uh, and this is for two reasons. One, it's nice to have everything there so we know what we're working with. We know how much room we have to play with and how much space we have to work with. Two, it really sucks just to be being told to, oh, just put something on there and then have a shitload of stuff thrown on that A, won't fit or B, doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. So, and the other thing too is knowing exactly how it will look on the die line and where it's going to fit on the die line. And the die line is the electronic version of your it's an electronic flattened version of your printed product, your final yep. printed product. So, and they come in all different shapes. There's, there's boxes, there's pouches, there's um, stand-up pouches, there's flat pouches. There's all kinds of different ways and different die lines that can be used. So you have to know the die line. And the cool thing about the cool thing about that um, is that printers in general are pretty good about getting getting to you whatever dialing you need, because it makes it easier for them on their end as well. Uh, I was going to say the, you don't, as a maker, you don't have to worry. Die lines are the crazy, some of the, they can be some of the craziest things you've ever seen, especially like a, a carton die line, because it's, it's the box unfolded and flat. You have to, you have, you, you just, I mean, if you physically, if you cut it out, you can sort of imagine how it all comes together. But if you're not used to looking at them, you, they're they're crazy. And even a chip bag, a simple chip bag, looks crazy because it shows where the the seals are, and where the flap is, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and so, you as the maker don't necessarily need to worry about it. We designers know exactly what we're looking at. We know how to read them. We know all the the you know the sort of junk along the sidebars and and all that kind of stuff um we just need them like yes. you said because <laughs> we need to know what we're designing within you can't just say like oh i'm going in a bag and it's uh, four inches by six inches and it's like that doesn't help me because i have no. no idea where the seal is the seal seals on a on a on a on a chip bag are usually about you know almost an inch yeah and Usually like it, a, at least half an inch. Yeah. And if you put any kind of like, um, you know, branding or anything like that in that seal, it's going to be distorted. And so we sort of need to know that just as an example of, of how critical die lines are, um, even in little like nuanced sort of subtle uh, ways like that. But um, yeah, you know, the, the, cool, the thing about chips too, just real quick, and something that people don't know is that I didn't know either until I started running them, depending upon how they're set up on a press, the top may bleed into the bottom and the bottom may bleed into the mm -hmm. top. So if yep. you have like blue on top and black on bottom, it's really hard for the printer to line up yep. certain times because the black might bleed onto the blue and vice versa. So you have to think about those parameters too. And, you know, you mentioned the chip seal. When you, if anybody is out there and they open up a bag of chips, there's the seal on the back and that's two, that's where the two pieces come off together in the back and seal up, but then it folds over. So, yeah. so sometimes it might be kind of fun to put little hidden messages in there or play with that space. But, but for the most part, it's, 
it is very confusing. I, I still, I will still get die lines and print them out and cut them out and sketch on them. Yeah. And, Me too. Fold, them, and fold them up. Yeah. Mainly because mainly you need to know, um, basically the, um, the pagination of your design. Yes. Because when you're, uh, we run into this all the time when we design like, um, uh, the point of sale, like PDQ boxes, the to-go cartons and stuff like that, the multi-pack cartons, because, you know, you sort of need to know where, where, um, where things are going to get torn off, um, at display and, and then, yeah, just like where, where the different surfaces are going to end up once it's all put together. Sometimes when you're looking at a, at a flat die line, you know, you can have artwork on, all the different angles <clears throat> it's not all straight across there's you know some are horizontal some are vertical so on and so forth and so you just like that's a and that's a great um a great uh thing to do is to just print it off cut it out and fold it yourself and they make really cute little mini yes exactly exactly right i mean after you design something if you're worried about it, just print it out you can scale it down and print it out and fold it up and see if it works. The danger with that is if not knowing legibility sometimes, but just to see if it actually will work is a great quick way to do it. It's just to say, oh, it's wrapping up really well. Um, but yeah, that that's the thing. The process that you guys need to think about, the process that new entrepreneurs need to think about is mm -hmm. you need to get your product to name first those can be either or, but you need to make sure your, your name is trademarked and your product is working with a large co-man or co-pack. Co you need to develop your brand strategy, which explains your entire mission and the whole ordeal. You need to then develop your brand, which then works into your packaging. Um, so those are just the little steps that you need to get done. But before you come to us, make sure you have your name, make sure you have your product, and if you don't have a brand strategy, I sometimes can help with that stuff, but you should go to a brand strategist. I myself am not a brand strategist, um, but you can kind of get through things at times with, with people who understand the, the actual world of design and packaging and how things work on shelf and all the different trends and stuff like that. But brand yeah, strategy. Yeah, Those, the, all of that stuff will help you identify the, the, the other things we talked about format, your die line, um, you know, obviously your product mix, which will inform your nutrition facts and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it really is building that foundation and then gather, gathering up this very technical things that will help us actually design something successfully. Yes. Very well put, Andy. Um, That's all we're trying to do. We're not trying to, you know, pull one over on you or anything. <laughs> we're just trying to, <laughs> to create something that's beautiful and meet your objectives. Yes. yes. Set us that's, up for success and we'll set you up for success. <laughs> and that's the big thing right there that meets your objectives. That, yeah. that is everything that you want your package to be is, is what we're trying to do and more. So. Yeah. Yeah, I know the coolest thing about doing these things with you is actually it's almost like a refresher for me. 
yeah. on certain things and aspects that makes me really like okay did i do that how i'm doing that because we all get a little lazy sometimes and mm-hmm. um when you're doing something every day you kind of forget why you're doing it and like what are the steps necessary and how you're helping someone who's never done it before so yeah. it's it's really good to go back over this stuff and kind of make sure that we continue to put our ducks in a row and i i, I you know I, we um we sort of scratched the surface in this episode right. so i think i'm proposing we do a part two next next week um where we spend some time on that on sort of the getting together some of the the creative aspects and some of that um the other elements that you need to bring to us as design packaging designers um so that we can create something great for you so um i'm just throwing it out there we're gonna have a two-part episode (laughs) so apparently we're having a two-part episode i wish you would have gone over this with me before we started the episode because i didn't agree to this all right and you just throw it out there so now i look like an asshole by saying i'm not gonna do two episodes on this no i'm kidding of course it's it's already been it's it is um you can't erase it because it's in the computer um so um and you can't edit it so it's out there so uh so yeah that was my reasoning (laughs) it's because this is live right now i'm i'm just i'm just glad i'm i'm reading your face from afar and it looked like you would be okay with it um i just sort of you know called an audible (laughs) i'm very upset right now if you knew how upset i was you'd be upset too i bet you're like your leg is like tapping shaking you're just like it is yeah i just kicked i just kicked a puppy under the table that's how mad i am heard that um, no i'm kidding I my daughter i just i just tossed her i chucked her i'm like i'm done this is two part we're rushed we can't do this in time so, so apparently andy and kirk are or kid and pet uh, animal abusers so that's going to be the overall take from this we're going to be put on some kind of list for that and no pets or children are harmed in the recording of andy and kurt's kirk and kurt's packaging design podcast there you go you put the disclaimer we're good <laughs> Don't come uh, after us. All right, brother. I got to get going, man. I got to jump on a call and some other shit, but it's always so good talking to you. So and, good. Yeah. I'm Kirk Visola. I'm the founder and creative director of Mind the Font. I'm here with my good friend. Andy Kurtz, founder and creative director of Buttermilk Creative. And you just heard the Kirk and Kurtz Packaging Design Podcast. We'll see you next time. See ya. Peace.